0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Somos Moss, the official podcast of Somos Moss NM and your source for the latest news and notes on New Mexico United and the New Mexico Runners. My name, of course, is Seth but and joining me tonight, the man who apparently has the world's worst farmer's tan, Jacob Terrell.
1: Yeah, I, <laughs> I hit it, though, before the cameras <laughs> came on.
0: I, I noticed that. I noticed that while, while the intro was playing. You threw on your, uh, your, your some team kit there. I don't, I don't know who that is. Um, to cover up your, your farmer's tan, you took off the headband. Uh, I had made the joke that, you know, asking if you had joined Cobra
2: Kai, but apparently fell flat. Yeah, no, fell on deaf ears, as they would say. <laughs> I don't know who they are, but they would say it. Yes, yeah, they, whoever
0: they is, they, they have a, a big say in the way that things go, right? Very much so. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. It is Tuesday night. We do have, uh, it's just the two of us tonight. Earl is not with us. He let us know a little while ago that he would not be joining us this evening. Um, So no Earl, you you do just get Jacob and myself, but we do still get the same groundbreaking commentary that you get every other week. That you don't get anywhere else here in the state of New Mexico, uh, so we've got a lot to get to. It's been a busy week uh, for New Mexico United. We've got we've got some team news and notes. We've got some scores to talk about, and we do have the match next weekend against Orange County to look ahead to as well. So, um, and we're just going to jump right into it. I mean, we've got it's a lot to get to. We'll start with the with the news and notes from around the team. Uh, first of all, the no question, no
2: not tonight. We're just going to get right into it. I feel like you just don't want to hear my answer to questions. You just want
0: to hear <laughs> Earl's. So. But okay. No, 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 I just figured no question. I would just get right into it. You know, we've got, we've got a good show. We've got a lot to get to. So, uh, so yeah, first thing I hate turf and we'll talk about that here in a little bit. Uh, but, uh, national team calls, radio VUCA and Carl Sainty have both been called up for some June matches, uh, for their respective nations. So congratulations to, get, to those guys. Uh, we know Nico Brett was just gone this past weekend and, uh, Okay, my book fell. Um, Nico Brett was gone this past week with Reggae Boys. Uh, he did get he did see some playtime on Tuesday night or Wednesday night, I should say. So, uh, he didn't uh have too much to do. I know that I believe the Reggae <laughs> they, Boys did win.
2: Oh, no, they didn't. No, not. they didn't. I didn't even see the final score. they got their asses into them
0: because you know, when I, when I tried looking up uh the Reggae Boys schedule and YouTube, uh, Yahoo or Google or whoever did not want to show the friendly this week for whatever reason.
2: I just saw it on Twitter. Okay. On the Reggae Boys Twitter.
0: <laughs> ah, okay. Yeah, I didn't see the finals. I didn't see what happened there. Um, so, I mean, it's good to see some guys getting some national team experience. Uh, certainly glad to see that. Uh, Nico Brett was back over the weekend that did play against Indy 11. So, glad to see some guys getting time, getting call-ups, and uh, hopefully – It continues to help them improve their game. So uh, that happened. We also had uh, Justin Portillo named USL Championship Player of the Week. Um, Now, I did want to ask you about this. Now, yes, Justin had three goals. He had an assist. Two of those goals, however, were penalty kicks against a depleted Phoenix Rising side. Did this really warrant Player of the Week nod? And, and I, I kind of feel bad asking that because it's a good, it's an honor to, to be named that. But well, there not, was there not
2: someone more deserving than what Justin did? When you score three goals and have two assists in two games, regardless of, of circumstances, I think the USL, a lot of the times I think the USL goes to the stat page for the week goes, Oh, look at this three and two. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's impressive against Phoenix. Wow, they don't pay attention to shit sometimes. I think, <laughs> and then also I think, I think with Justin his play, I kind of called him out the first, I think two matches, mm-hmm. uh, he had several turnovers that I thought were not quite to the three letter name, uh, that we do not say on here, but but getting there, and um, he. He has turned it around in a big way since then and has been exceptional uh, for basically nine, eight, nine matches now. And so I think it, it kind of might be a little bit of a, Hey, you've scored these goals. This is probably the only time we even have an excuse to give you an award like this, (laughs) because let's be honest, it goes to goal scorers. He does deserve goal of the month uh Tito if that's you I agree and Tito uh rocking the LAFC um which Seth did not acknowledge so call him out on that but uh (laughs) but no I think I think it's like okay well he's played really well all season he's probably not gonna have another week like this he had the best statistical week of people out there let's go ahead and give it to him yeah I mean that very well could be it and uh you know, oh, wrong one. There you go.
0: Um, could be. I just yeah. and, and and while we can celebrate three goals, I just feel like maybe it wasn't the best week to do, to do that. But like you said, they probably just look at the stats page, say you know who had good performances this week. But the thing is, they, they even acknowledge the fact that it was against a depleted Phoenix Rising side. So, and I don't were, know.
2: I mean, there were penalties anyways. I yeah. think penalties, even if they're against a full Phoenix squad probably brings it down a notch to me i just i don't think they should be awarded in golden boot races if you score a penalty i don't think well i mean could... a, a goal is a goal so it is but it isn't i mean take the premier league golden boot race this year what sun did for tottenham was way more impressive to me than what solid did because i And I need to look at the stats. I have not done that, I will admit. But I know that Suns' 23 goals were zero penalties. Mm -hmm. And I know Salah took penalties for Liverpool if he was out there. So it's just... And I still think that whoever earns the penalty should kick the penalty. If that's the case, I give them full credit. Yeah, (laughs) You earned it. You took the shot. Good for you. You get the goal, but uh, <laughs> if, if Sadio Mane drives through three defenders, dribbles through three defenders, and then gets taken down at the last minute, and then Mo Salah comes up and gets the penalty and gets the goal on the stat sheet, it just feels weird to me. Yeah, it, it does kind of, and, and there are times where
0: it does feel like that kind of does uh, pad, like you said, the golden boot race. I mean, we saw it with, with Kevon first season you know Ke- kevon was getting all the all the penalty takes
1: mm.
0: and unfortunately he was converting most of them but yeah it just kind of had that a little bit um you know i mean but obviously clubs are going to have guys who are better from the spot than others but i thought i just i still think it was an interesting decision on tuesday night to have justin take those compared to some other guys and, I, and i'm not and i didn't get i didn't get a chance to ask uh zach about
2: that but i would have well nico wasn't there yeah We he had been playing better, but the last penalty we saw him was bad. That penalty miss led it to be um I think he's like 50% on penalties now in Mm -hmm. his career, uh, which is terrible. Um so you take those two out of the equation, one for not being there, one for being bad at it. And Maybe Harry. I don't know. It's kind of a crapshoot at that point. It's. Dev wasn't out there at the time. It was. Give it to Nava. I wouldn't. I mean, Earl were talking about that. At the game. And Mm -hmm. we were like, I was like, no, I don't want Nava to take a penalty. I don't want his first goal to be a penalty. No. Why not? Because. (laughs) I was even bummed that his first a little bit bummed. I was very excited in the moment. Looking back, I wish it would have been against something that a team that wasn't going to preach about having an asterisk next to the whole whole shit show of a game that it was. But uh, but it was beautiful. I mean, it was a beautiful pass from. uh, Oh. Shit, who was it from?
0: (laughs) Yeah, it might have been. I was just watching it earlier, too.
2: I had it until I said it was a beautiful pass from. And then it just went. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. I I mean, I I mean, obviously congratulations to Justin. Again, a great honor. I just, it just feels weird getting it on the back of the way the last week
2: played out. Well, okay. So if you factor in the shot that he hit in Indy, I mean, goal of the month, uh, from Tito over there. Um and then just his overall play. I mean, yes, it was against a depleted Phoenix team, but he killed that team. Yeah. That midfield was responsible for most of how that game turned out and he was the driving force there him and Nava. And then the any match the good moments we had started in the midfield which he was a part of. Mm -hmm. And that goal alone was fantastic. So if you take away the two goals and the two assists in the Phoenix match and just look at how he commanded the pitch in two games plus the banger that he had in Indy, I'd have to look and see what other people did. But there is a world where that's worthy of player of the week anyways. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. I guess I guess you could say that. But yeah, yeah. It's just. I don't know. It's just kind of a weird thing. Um. So yeah, I mean, congratulations to him. And uh, I think he got goal of the week. Correct.
2: I don't think the results have come out. I think he was nominated. I know he's
0: nominated. Um. They usually don't come out till Thursday. Yeah, that's right. So that's up. If you haven't voted yet, go vote and vote often. Uh, Justin deserves it. The best goal I saw of the weekend. So, um, and like, you know, again, like you said, could, could be goal of the month. Uh, I really haven't seen too many others that even like looking at last weeks. classics is weird. There weren't a lot of like spectacular goals from, from the week before. So, um, yeah, moving right along the, uh, the U 23 is finally in action. We have a, we have a roster. We have a whole bunch of names announced and, they played two matches so far on their season. They op- obviously opened down at Mesa del Sol, and then they played at the Cielo Grande Soccer Complex uh, this past weekend. They opened up the season with a 2-2 draw against... Um, uh, crap. I had it and I lost it.
2: Uh, C-I-S-A.
0: Yeah, C-I-S-A, that's right. 2-2 draw there, then they f- finished out in the weekend. Don't, don't uh, ask me what
2: C-I-S-A stands for, though.
0: I was trying to figure that out. It's not on the UCL Championship website bothers me um and then finished off the weekend with a 3-2 loss uh to flat irons rush actually the united came back from being down 2-0 in that match to tie it up to lose uh in the closing minutes uh so an interesting open to the season for them they're obviously playing they're playing well
2: also they were leading two nothing in the first match yeah and then gave up yeah
0: yeah cisa came back on that one um and interesting to note that they had only been playing for about a week together prior to the opening match of the season. So, um, interesting. Th- it'll be interesting to see what happens here in the coming weeks. Earl, there you go. Earl is alive. He's over in the chat. Uh, glad you're alive. Didn't think you would be, but okay. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, New Mexico U23's next match is on th- is uh, Thursday, June 9th. Uh, they're playing at, at Assault City? I believe that's yeah,
2: cool. I think so. Or no, no, that, cause that one's up in Santa Fe, right? I, I can't keep track of I everything, my brand. I don't know. I, I'm not a fan of the, of the League 2 website at all. I mean, are you a fan of any USL website? Not particularly.
0: Exactly. Um, okay. So, uh, the U23 schedule, uh, name it next week. United 223 me, salt city at Capitol high school, Thursday, June 9th, seven o'clock in Santa Fe. They followed up with a weekend match in Taos on Saturday, June 11th. Uh, again, against salt city so um i'm going to make at least one of those if not both of them so um it'll be interesting to see the u23s in action hopefully i'll get a chance to talk to uh, coach luke sanford after those um in fact i want i'm going to reach out to david about something i want to see if we can do something for these so um i am I, I and i'll tell you about it off there but i'm gonna reach out to david see if we can see if we can set something up for these two matches um and just kind of just kind of throw something out there uh, see if it sticks but if you haven't seen them get out support them Santa Fe and Taos next week um, should be a lot of fun the u23s have a ton of talent a bunch of guys that came through the academy um, all performing well at the collegiate uh, level at this point Earl if you were here we'd have the conversation but you're not here so yeah um, that's all the news and notes I had for this week uh, in terms of New Mexico United. And uh, so, yeah, I guess we'll just jump right into the to the Indy 11 match. I mean, first time yeah. New Mexico United and Indy 11 have faced off against each other ever in the club's history. Uh, obviously not the first time that Mark Lowry has been involved against New Mexico United. Uh, United did go up and pick up a 2 1 win on the road. Congratulations to both Jacob and myself for correctly predicting the score line for Saturday evening. Uh, the oh, th- I did,
2: yes, nice.
0: You forgot about that, didn't you?
2: Completely,
0: <laughs> yeah, because you you gave me crap when we were recording after the Phoenix match, saying I copied your score line, but and you did. Um, I yes, I chose the same score. Line. I'm not copying you. How about that? We both got there using different means of thought. <laughs> Secrets don't make friends, Earl. You should know by now that secrets are what make good friends. Um, but yeah, like I just want to jump right into this. Um, my wife told me to stop acting like a flamingo, so I put my foot down. I don't even know what that means.
2: Uh, do we ever know what anything Earl says means? Most likely not.
0: Earl I'm, and I kind of say, Earl, I am disappointed. Before we get into this I'm too far, I want to say, Earl, I'm disappointed that you're not here because I wanted to ask you about Hell in a Cell for this weekend, but you're not here, so we're not going to talk about it. So, uh, you missed out, buddy. Um, Google a flamingo.
1: <laughs> if it's
0: anything like a, like an upside
2: down pineapple, no, thank you. Do you not? Do you not get the joke? I have no idea what he's talking about stop acting like a flamingo flamingo stings on one leg so he put his foot down put his foot down as in never ah okay all righty then Earl's uh, humor
0: apparently went over my head tonight which is unusual
2: (laughs) it's it's (laughs) earl humor so you have a sick kiddo there
0: yeah yeah so i wasn't so um i was gone over the weekend my sister got married um so my boys are supposed to go out there with me. Logan couldn't go because he got sick Friday morning. Uh, he woke up uh, about one 30 in the morning, Friday morning, you know, throwing up, ended up not going with me. Um, and so uh, it would have been like my holiday with the boys. Didn't get to see him at all. And so Aaron uh, asked if I wanted to, want him to come over today. I said, yeah, sure. You know, absolutely. Yeah. So he's here. He's, he, he's in bed. He's, so he's going to be with me for, uh until tuesday um nice. so yeah it was kind of a last minute thing but yeah he's here he's really not even sick like it's just allergies yeah. like it's with all the smoke and everything and like we need rain we really need some rain like it's terrible but uh yeah i mean yeah saturday night indie 11 um 2-1 to Mexico United, and I kind of wanted to get in this from, from a couple of different perspectives. The first thing that I wanted to ask you about was when I saw the team sheet, I didn't get to watch it live. I watched can, it.
2: Can I read the text by chance? Yes. Will you allow me to? Sure, why okay. not? <clears throat> Let me. Uh...
0: <laughs> okay, Earl, have a good night, man. Oh, where'd he go? You deleted the group chat how dare you
2: no way <laughs> okay so i couldn't watch it live either i was working so i got off work at four i got home i kicked it on i watched it you guys were texting like crazy during the game but not about the game yeah apparently because i didn't realize that until afterwards. And so I get on there, 6.40 p.m. Thank you guys for not texting about the match. I just finished it, and I thought for sure Andy was going to tie it there at the end. A direct text from Seth. Hmm? Me beer, period. No football, period. Mexico beating Nigeria. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I w- I was
0: in a Mexican restaurant with my family. We were all sitting at like literally like 30 members of my family we were all sitting down eating dinner. Um, I had played a, I played at right. 18 holes with a bunch of my family with my sister's now husband. And I had a number of beers while, while playing, had a number of beers while at dinner. And isn't I was having, plural,
2: dis- isn't the plural of beer, beer
0: probably. Like um, beer? I, I think so. A number of Fair beer. No, well, no, this beer's, <laughs>
1: i was joking damn it
0: um with with uh anyway i I was having i would had a number of drinks on the tv was mexico versus nigeria so i was watching that and i was having a discussion with our waiter about tata
2: martino i like how you had you said there were how many members of your family there probably around 30 and you were talking to the waiter yes about a former atlanta united coach yes because Mexico was playing family. instead of your family. Well, I've been having a number of conversations with my family, but none of
0: them were paying attention to the to the football on the screen. So yeah, I, I was he and I were having a discussion about Tata because of, because of how Mexico has played this year. Obviously, Mexico has not had the results that most uh El Tri fans supporters would have liked. So we were having a discussion about about Tata and I was fairly well buzzed um at that point. Yeah. So yes.
2: <laughs> I would have liked to have heard, heard this conversation.
0: It was actually, it was actually really, uh, really interesting to hear from someone who was like a genuine supporter of, uh, of El Trot, You know, because talking to him, he was like, he was saying that Tata is a, a really good coach, but not at a national team level. Like he really felt like you know Tata should be out, um, and and not and should be coaching a club somewhere and not a national team. So, I mean, I, I couldn't disagree with him, you know, um, right. but yeah, it was. So, yeah, that was an interesting conversation to have with him. So interesting. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, no, it was uh, I didn't watch it at all. And then I know the conversation continued after that. I don't remember exactly what was said. Like my phone's over there, but. Um,
2: oh, our conversation.
0: Yeah, our conversation.
2: Uh, basically. You telling us that you had a long discussion about your with your waiter, and then me asking if you had the kids.
0: Yes, and this is where where I said something, and then Earl responded saying Earl's response. Like then I responded to him like because I thought he was like I was trying to make a joke off of what Earl said, and he just completely missed it.
2: <laughs> I think I might have missed it too.
0: Yeah, because it was something about. um He didn't know how he felt about the second part or something.
2: I was stressed at the end.
0: Yeah, he was stressed at the end.
2: (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: And then I responded, was trying to make a joke off of that. And he just like.
2: That was definitely a a buzzed slash drunk joke. (laughs) Because like, I understood what you meant by it. Yeah.
0: I just didn't laugh. (laughs) Yeah, no, I get it. So, but no, it was it was a great weekend and spending time with my family. I enjoyed it. Um, I flew back into town um, last night. So, but yeah, no, my sisters Good. my sister's married. She's on her honeymoon now. So, congratulations! I felt they will never ever hear this, but congratulations to my sister and her new husband. Um, hopefully, they have many many years of wedding bliss. And I hope you get your <laughs> damn dog trained.
2: You just said she's never going to handle this. Yes, exactly. And then you're staring into my soul, like <laughs> it's my fault.
0: No, no. I just, yeah. Their dog is a mess, dude. Like, I, they're supposed. So they, uh, the dog is staying with my parents, but and my sister and her husband had set up a a training thing for the dog, where she they're actually going to send her away for like two weeks, but they didn't do it while they were out of town. Mm. Yeah. So my parents are like, this dog is going to be the death of us. <laughs> Good time. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's so Indy of- 11. Andy 11. Andy 11. I was, yeah. Two I know. We're, we're kind of all over the place. 2-1. One. The, the one thing that I – so like I said, I didn't watch it live. I saw the team sheet afterwards, and I, and I, didn't, I didn't really register until I was watching the match mm-hmm. start. Sam Hamilton was named the, the team captain on Saturday. Mm -hmm. Did this, did did that take you by surprise? Like, did you, what did you feel like Sam had done something recently to warrant being given the armband? Like, to me, I feel like it should be Caitlin when he's out there.
2: Well, so him, Sam, Caitlin, and Suggs Mm -hmm. were announced as the three captains at the beginning of the year right so i kind of took it as kaylin missed time and i don't think kalen has been the captain since he came back um yeah i don't think he has so i i think sam just kind of took over that role when jo- josh and and kaylin were out and mm-hmm. and has done a a good job i think probably i mean i'd we don't see everything that the captain does, all the little conversations that he has with the ref during the right. match and everything. But, and, and I think, I think I like having it as Sam in the defensive midfield position as the, as the captain. He's, he has a little more access to the ref. Um, he Ryden can see a little bit more, but I think Kayla or not Kayla. Uh, I think Sam understands the game well enough and he's a very cerebral player. Um, and, and I, I just, I, I really, really like Sam from year one. I've, I've had a couple conversations with him and, and have been very impressed by him. Um, he's been to several of the, the press conferences and, and I've always liked his answers and enjoyed them. And I, I just think he's, he's very fitting to be, to be the captain and, and whether it's him or Kalen, mm-hmm. um, or a number of other people, honestly, I wouldn't be upset. Yeah, I was just curious what your thoughts on that were because, you know, in, in our
0: interactions with Sam, he's definitely not the most he's not the loudest guy out there. He's not the most
2: outspoken guy.
0: He's so it's kind of on the pitch. You can see that.
2: You can see him talking on the pitch though. Mm-hmm. Like, it'll cut to him and he'll run and get in the referee's face. Not Suggs-like where Suggs comes in like about it hell, but yeah, uh, but he'll come in and he'll have a conversation and, and be a little more level-headed about it than Suggs would and um and so yeah i I didn't i noticed it but i didn't think anything of it i feel like the three captains that we've we named at the beginning of the year um along with dev now that he's back uh could be (laughs) oh no (laughs) it's a blackout it is okay is this mic working yeah you're working i can hear you okay yeah. Cause that it's hooked up to my the power it's this stupid outlet. If you've ever lived in a trailer, specifically a later or older model trailer, mm-hmm. the outlets are the most finicky things in the freaking universe. Yeah. And so if I even roll anywhere near this cord <laughs> that has my power strip on it, and it moves like the tiniest little bit it shuts off oh yeah yeah anyways go ahead um yeah
0: it was just interesting to see and then you know recognizing that and then watching sam's play because sam did not necessarily have a a very good first half um i think it was there in about the 20th minute sam had a had a really bad back pass that led to the worst of the day not the worst of the day no um but it, it led to an opportunity for Andy 11 where they they put the ball off the crossbar um and so like sam just he kind of looked off cuz there was the, there was that moment there then i think about 10 minutes later where he just he just didn't really have a great opening like 30 30 to 40 minutes of the match and so um i mean what i mean do you think there was something going on do you think it was an issue dealing with the press because now this is something we've seen in the past where United has not necessarily this year, but United has struggled with that past a little bit in particular, Mark Lowry's press. Um. So what do you think played into that? And, and where did you see from Sam
2: after that to where he seemed to fix it? Uh, see, so you looked at the game entirely differently than I did. Like I, I wasn't paying attention to Sam. It's just not something that was on my radar. I was paying too attention to our back line and and Nava, honestly. Nava is just very hard not to watch these days. Mm-hmm. Um and so that one, I mean, I think as a as a midfielder, as a defensive midfielder in particular, your mistakes are always going to stick out more than solid play. Because you you're not you might have a good pass that leads to a goal. You might get an assist or a hockey assist, as we've talked about, but um, just winning possession, uh, dealing with the pressure a little bit and spinning out of it or passing out of it. Those things aren't going to get you noticed. Those things aren't going to be like, Oh yeah, it's such a good game. Unless you have somebody that's specifically keeping an eye on him. Mm -hmm. Um, But knowing Sam, Sam, watch having watching Sam for three seasons and uh, I say three because right, right missed he missed a substantial portion of one. Um he is that very cerebral player and he knows if he makes mistakes, he's not gonna make them again. He's gonna figure out ways to to get around that and 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 to fix those and and correct them and and move forward. And so it it it, i i recognized the couple mistakes that he made but it doesn't surprise me at all and and honestly i I would have been surprised if he would have kept making mistakes in that situation um so i i think i i without sitting and watching the game kind of keeping a closer eye on him i can't tell you Specifical. Specifical. Wow. <laughs> specifical. Okay, Jacob. I swear that's just T. I swear. Okay. Um, without without naming or seeing any or knowing any specifical, <laughs> Swear. I swear that wasn't on purpose. Specific tactical changes being made. Objection. God. Opinion. Yeah. Objection hearsay. Objection (laughs) hearsay. Um, I I would say that he he just figured it out. He's just he's smart enough and and talented enough that he, he can make those adjustments in the middle of the game and and not make the same mistakes over and over and over again, like some midfielders that we have seen in the past. <laughs> yeah, and like you said, you know, I do watch the match a little bit differently from from you and
0: Earl. And I, I really, I only watched it one time um, because of my travel situations and whatnot. I only got a chance to watch it uh, once. And so normally, I, normally I go back and watch a match, you know, two or three times to kind of get an idea of you know what I'm looking at. So i was just you know kind of jotting down some things that I saw. And I mean, Sergio didn't particularly have a, have a great match either. And he kind of cleaned it up as well too. And you could see Sergio making some really good see de- decisions, particularly late in the match. Um, there was one in particular, um, you know, a little just past the hour mark where he, he drove down the left side and he got a chip. And I thought if he had, if he if he'd gotten the the touch on it just a little bit better, it could have fallen in behind a uh, Trilk or, you know, gotten in behind. But um, Sergio was another one that kind of like, morphed as the game went on he he started making better decisions and you know having better uh better touches throughout the game
2: yeah he did i and i noticed that with him um sergio's a a mystery to me um there are times when i'm like okay yes let's keep going sergio and there's times where i feel like he just either disappears or he sticks out in a not good way Mm-hmm. not like a terrible way. He just, the effort's not there. The decision-making isn't there. Um, and, and you kind of saw both sides of Sergio in this match. There were, there were some things in the first half that I wish he would have done a little differently or, or ran a little harder because it looked like, for my opinion, he, he wasn't, wasn't going full speed, but um, I, I'm just not, there it was, I, I was never there with Sergio last year i just i didn't i did not care for him being out there most of the time um and and i think i was kind of warranted in that because you did see his playing time kind of dip mm-hmm. uh, uh at times he would be missing for a little while and not and even more so at the beginning of this year we did not see a lot of sergio at the beginning of this year uh some of it was due to injury but um he didn't start there for a long time. In fact, I'm kind of wondering. He's now started two in a row for us uh, on short weeks, and I'm kind of wondering why Preston didn't start this particular match against Indy. Mm-hmm. But um, at the end of the day, it worked out. I, and honestly, he he should have had – it wouldn't have shown up on the stat sheet, but he collected the ball. I think it was a, a through ball from from the back line and he collected it and drove on the right-hand side and had a shot um, that was parried away. And Nava was yes this close to putting it in. And I, I wonder if Nava is a little bit more experienced just in general. He realizes that if he makes that run, he realizes Rivas isn't going to pass him the ball. The opportunity is gone. He's not going to get it. If he, instead of standing basically right next to the keeper, I mean, he was right there. If he doesn't take a couple steps back and to his left, basically, as he's facing the goalie, just to put himself in a position to where, I mean, Rivas is, if Rivas is going to shoot, it's not going to be soft. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's going to come into the keeper, it's going to come at the keeper with some pace. And, if Rivas is, or if Navas just a couple steps back, if his position is just a little bit different, he can collect that ball and put it in the back of the net. And we're not sweating the last 10 minutes of this match.
0: I think Troke just got a little bit lucky on that one, to be honest with you. Like, cause it was a, it was a reaction save, got the punch on it. He did. And I mean, not, and Nava was, was right there, you know, and he really but wasn't that any- far I, I feel like novel was too close mm-hmm. is the what I'm saying though. Well, then, yeah, no, I get that. I was like, you know, he, he, and you know, if he is a little bit farther back, but you know, he's there, you know, cause the angle that Sergio shot from was, it wasn't as like a, like a more outfield is more of a, an angled shot almost, or more of a tighter, more yeah. of a tight angle. And so on a shot like that, the, the, with the, as fast as a save, this truck had to make, he's not really going to be able to direct the ball all that well. right? And, and, and if Sergio had just crossed that ball and I mean, Nava's in the best possible position for that thing, you know? So, I mean, I, I think that's more on Trilk getting lucky than Nava being
2: having a positioning thing, you know, well, I think, I think anytime you get a rebound goal or in this case, a no goal, mm-hmm. luck plays a very big part of it, a part of it. But I've watched it a couple times, and I just, to me, it was it was clearer. It was clear, almost from the get go, that Rivas wasn't going to cross that. Mm -hmm. There were bodies in between him and Rivas, or Rivas and Nava. There just wasn't a clear lane there. the 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 lane for him was to go for goal, and and maybe I'm looking at it. Maybe I'm wrong in how I'm looking at it, but I I think of like uh, a corner three in basketball hmm. the odds of it coming from the side and then the rebound going straight where novel was positioned
1: mm-hmm.
2: isn't very likely it's it's either right back to to where the shot came from or it's kind of like straight across yeah or, or at some kind of an angle. i just <clears throat> i feel like there was luck involved, and part of that luck was Nava being where he was kind of straight on with the keeper instead of a couple spaces yeah. this way where he can could have maybe made a better play on it. Either way, it we got the win. It doesn't matter. Um, and I'm, I'm really just speculating because I've never played soccer, uh, except for when I was five and you just chased <laughs> the ball. Um, but in watching it, and I've seen, we've seen several rebound goals from United over the last three years. And um, I, I've, I've watched Harry Kane kind of make a living off of of rebound goals. And and um, I mean, obviously, he's a very talented player. So I'm not just saying that, but I've seen him score plenty of those. And his positioning in that situation is always if there are attacks on the left, he's more to the right than mm-hmm. where Nava was. And I feel like if Nava is, just in a little different position. Maybe we're talking about something else here, I'm talking about a little bit different result, but it's still three points, three points, yeah. three points. It's a road win in Indy who has not lost at home all year. Um, it's, it's a road win on a short week. Uh, granted, it was a Tuesday instead of a Wednesday, and it was against that Phoenix team like we talked about, but it's still a short week. It's still a road win, um, and it's still three wins in a row, which is... Mm-hmm is a big deal. Yeah,
0: it, it absolutely is. You know, um, you mentioned a couple of different things in there. Uh, you know, United is now, you know, has, uh, is, has gone undefeated uh, in five consecutive matches now. Uh, picked up a bunch of points. We're staring at the top four in the Western Conference. Um, you know, things are going well for us right now. It, you know, despite Saturday not being as good of a performance as we've seen. In recent weeks. I mean, we only had four shots. Um, I mean, two of those were on target. Our conversion rate has jumped from like nine percent to sixteen percent this past week, which is a really good thing to see. Um, you know, looking at and we'll talk about the goals here in just a second, looking at how indie pressed against United, particularly at on their home field, um, how much of that do you think was the Mark Lowry effect? Um, with how well that that press did because you could see it at times but united also seemed to be aware that it was coming and they and, f- and then that's i'd say probably 60 percent of the time
2: they were able to work out of the out of that press well yeah i mean it's lowry is a system coach he's not a he's not a i'm gonna see what players i have and coach my tactics to them he's I'm going to get the players that I want that know my tactics and can play them. Hence why Meshach Jerome, uh, Brian Rebion, who was injured uh, this match. um, You just, you see several names um, either of people that played for him or, or played on teams that had a similar ideological thought process on the matches or on the, on the way the game is played. And he's, he's, they indy i believe was also on a a five game unbeaten streak or or something like that they had playing been playing really good soccer they had started off slow um but they had been playing really good soccer uh as of late and and i think you saw that that team just has finally kind of all gotten on the same page with that press and and started really press as a team instead of as an individual and and when you see those things come together with the talent that indy 11 has it's it's going to be a tough game and and mark lowry who i he's the one person in el paso that i did not hate uh or do not hate Uh, i don't i don't hate hutch yet because i don't know him but uh but I, i really liked um lowry and how he carried himself and and the way that team played even if i didn't care for the players that were on the pitch and so um I, it was exactly what I expected. And, and United has played El Paso, and El Paso, Mark Lowry's El Paso team's fairly tough. Uh, you might look at the results and, and be a little discouraged because it's not a lot of wins, but it's a lot of, a lot of cases where I thought we were going to see today where we have a lead, mm-hmm. and uh, oops, 80th, 90th-minute goal happens, and we end up with a draw. And and so I, I expected us to be able to play them fairly well. It was going to be tough going to Indy after playing Phoenix, even if it was a depleted Phoenix team, um, With especially with the week that that was. I mean, you talk about a short week uh, under normal circumstances. It, it's tough enough. But to not know ha- you're going to have a short week until Friday, basically. No, until... When did they announce the reschedule? Sunday, Saturday, or Saturday night. Yeah. So on Saturday night, you're like, "Oh, okay, we're gonna play Tuesday and then Saturday again." Okay, cool. Oh, we're not gonna be able to play at isopes Park. We've got to play it at a place we've played a few times, obviously, but not not a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's it just a weird week, and and I just thought it was a very gutsy performance, and and just kind of shows that our we. You can say, you can say that it's not true, but I really, true, truly believe that we have Mark Lowry's number. I, I just think we play him and his style very well and mm-hmm. have kind of figured it out. Even if you look at you know some of the advanced me- advanced metrics on this match, say that maybe we were lucky. Um, I I felt like it was a pretty even match all the way through. Um, and they were they were just as lucky to get their goal as we were to get our, our first one. Uh, that Partio blast that we talked about earlier was yeah. was a thing of beauty. And then some nights, I mean, if you look at our first 11 games, several of them where we kicked the ass of Phoenix in particular in the XG battle and the advanced stats, but lost or drew on the actual scoreboard. And sometimes those things even out over right. the course of time and and the fact that it was against Mark Lowry's style of play doesn't surprise me at all. Yeah.
0: Um, one more question. you know you mentioned the Justin Portillo goal. that goal obviously was set up by by Chris Weehand. Um, again, another b- improved performance from Bees. I felt like I don't feel like he was like a really a standout of the match, but you could see him doing some things in this match that kind of make me feel you know a little more, positive about his play and his development within Zach's system because although he's playing a very similar role, like what he's actually being expected to do is is different. And so you know you saw the cross early on. I think it was about the 14th minute you saw the cross get sent in. Um, not exactly the the not exactly perfect placement, but it was a threatening cross, gave United a chance to get on the scoreboard early. And then you saw the pass back to to Justin for the goal. And I think B set him up perfectly for that. Um, so, you know, so some really good moments there for United, you could see, you can really see things coming together. Um, one thing I I do want to point out about the match on Saturday and, and I don't know if it's attributed to the press or, or not, but, um, Nico Brett, although he made a certain, he wasn't really involved a whole lot. Um, you could see him trying to get involved. And uh, you could see him trying to make runs at times, like particularly in the second half. You could see him kind of trying to, you know, run down and like cut out to the left side of the pitch. But he, he wasn't getting any sort of service. Um, do you think that's more on, on Lowry's system or just what, or just United taking what was given to them?
2: I, I mean, I think, I think that's one and the same. I think Lowry's system, um, Nico's been one of our best players. Uh, He's not, he hasn't necessarily been standout. Oh my gosh. He's so good. Mm -hmm. Even with his, his goal scoring prowess that he has, he's just been consistent. And I mean, just match in and match out. He is, he is going to give you the same things. He's going to give you goal scoring opportunities. Uh, if you give him the service, he's gonna try to. F- he's more than likely gonna find the back of the net. Um, he just, he's just really, really good at doing little things that make a difference, uh, as well as the goal scoring and and stuff like that. I I attributed it to Lowry taking away that a little bit, mm-hmm. and then maybe a little bit of tired legs flying. I don't I think the game was played in Jamaica, but I can't rem- I, I don't know that for sure. Um so it was a long week of travel for him. Um it's it's facing that press and having to to run a little bit more and, and work a little bit harder um to try to get the ball and help help that back line get out of there. Uh it just does a little bit more it doesn't allow him to get in positions that he necessarily wants. He's got to go to the positions that will help his back line mm-hmm. get the ball out. And, and so I, I just kind of contributed to that. And and then Weehan, um, Weehan finding his form. I don't think we're going to see Weehan of the second half last year. Because I think the Weehan of the second half last year was strictly because of necessity. Mm-hmm. We just had nobody. That could do anything offensively, creatively, um, and so it was good work we And this year, in particular, we've got Nava doing wonderful things. We got Bruce and Harry uh, bombing up the wings. We've got uh, Nico Table or Nico Rivas, so and so. I mean, there's just a lot of other people that are involved in the attack and the creativity in the attack and so he just has to find a little spot and i feel like he's doing a really good job the last few matches cuz even before the the um phoenix match he he was coming around did he score in the game before the phoenix match what was the game before the phoenix match
0: it feels like forever ago yeah
2: <laughs> it does it feels like ages ago uh well, before phoenix we had i got it right here charleston yes so did he score in the Charleston match? I cannot remember. Yes. Okay, so that was the first time he scored. So, so even the game before Charleston, then you saw some positive signs. And it's just kind of gotten a little bit better, a little bit better, a little bit better. And and I, I think him finding a groove, Nico coming back, Dev getting healthier, uh, Moreno in the next month or so, mm-hmm. maybe, uh, should... It's about the timeline that I think we add him on. Um,
0: My guess would be Birmingham or maybe Monterey Bay at the soonest.
2: Yeah. Yeah, maybe they hold him to RGV. Yeah. Uh, the home match against RGV. We have two home matches against RGV? We do, because huh? that's one of our 10th our games or one of those 10 random games. Anyways, yeah. Um, if we can get all those guys clicking, Moreno Moreno coming back kinda worries me, if I'm being mm-hmm. completely honest. Um, because these the the front, the attacking players that we have, we've seen Nava start three in a row, two in a row. Three in a row, yeah. Three in a row. Uh all three wins, coincidentally. Um all three with with two or more goals. Uh, Charleston was two, was it not? Mm-hmm. Uh, all three with two or more goals. Um, and so you're looking at an attacking core that has played very well together and, and is kind of coming around. And then you're going to introduce a guy coming off of a severe injury that takes a year to come back from. And then who knows how long to really get right, right. In, in game at, at match speed. So if by the time he's ready to come back, if we're really clicking and on a roll offensively, how much do we want to shake that up to get him in there? So that'll be an interesting thing to see. But I, it's a good problem to have. If he yeah. can, if he can come back and be, I would say po or pre El Salvador Amando Moreno
0: yeah i think it'll probably be you know august before we really he's really see him start to get any sort of significant minutes you know maybe 20 minutes here 20 minutes there prior to that if he if that's the timeline as far as when he comes back but i think it'd be at least august before we see like significant minutes for him so that he does get that match fitness back Um, but we do know he is training with this with the with the first team now so now same thing for dev you know dev obviously didn't uh feature in this match but he he did get some playing time against phoenix rising and so you know, Zach talked of that, you know, saying that he looked good for about he looked really good for about 15 minutes. And then you can see like kind of that fatigue because he hasn't played in you know in seven, eight, nine months. So um, but yeah, you know, it's uh you know, I feel like United played pretty well on Saturday, despite the stats not looking our way. We seem to hold possession at times very well. Uh obviously, you know, Indy had the had the mistake uh there at the back. Uh, in the, in the second half where Michak just looked up, lost sight of the ball and got past him. You know, I, I don't blame the keeper for that. I blame, uh, Michak for doing that. Uh, you know, that's on him. So unfortunate for Indy, but you know, United was able to take advantage. And then, uh, the goal that they scored at the end of the match, uh, with the assist from Asante, uh, really was a really uh, pretty well-worked goal. It was a nice cross. Um, I felt like maybe Will was, a, Will was a step or two late getting there. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it was a well-worked goal by them. And I'm glad to see that Asante didn't uh, have too big of an impact on the outcome of the match.
2: Asante is still Asante, though. Yeah. In in, in every way possible. Whatever, whatever the first thing that comes to your mind when I say Solomon Asante, uh, he's still it. He he is still a creator and an offensive threat. He is also still very freaking annoying um, in multiple ways. I I loved the few flops that he had. I had a few. Uh, I had a chuckle when, oh, who was it? I want to say it was Nava. Uh, went down off of a Asante challenge, mm-hmm. and Asante was like, "What? No." I didn't touch him. (laughs) He went down too easy, basically. And you're like, oh, so he was you. Okay. Um, And so I think that uh, he, uh, I was wondering if getting out of Phoenix would change my opinion of him at all. And no, uh, it did not. He is still annoying, Uh, very talented, but very annoying. Um, I was, I'm not gonna lie. I was terrified uh, a few times in that second half when he had the ball coming down that right side, uh, much like the goal that we gave up. Uh, there was a couple other times where he was a little bit of free or he was free in a little bit of space right there in similar situations. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, they weren't able to, to convert our, our back line. I thought had a very, very good game and, uh, was in the right place at the right time. The majority of, of those times, uh, aside from, from the one goal where we, or Seymour was just a step <laughs> slow, like you mentioned. But I think that uh all in all, it was a very hard fought win. Um, we'll take the gift of a goal and uh, you know, like I said, they these things balance out. You had a gift of a goal, and then you've had sometimes where it's like a goal should have should have come out of something and it just didn't. so so we'll take it. We'll move on. We'll fly back to New Mexico and then go to Orange County. Uh, on Saturday, and and try to make it four.
0: Yeah, it's really trying to make it you know four wins in a row against a very tough Orange County side, um, unbeaten in the past five. The much like United, the, the issue with them is that they they started uh, significantly lower in the table than United did at the beginning of that run. So Orange County are currently sitting on 14 points uh, in their last five matches. They picked up wins against RGV. And FC Tulsa, and then picked up draws against Oakland Roots, El Paso, and Atlanta United Two. Uh, drawing with Oakland and Atlanta United Two is not something I'd be terribly happy about if I was Orange County. Uh, however, a five-one win over FC Tulsa is something worth looking at. You know, obviously they did something right there, and then a win over RGV. Um, you know, RGV obviously one of the one of the top clubs last season. And they've kind of fallen off a little bit here so far this year, but well, yeah, they the didn't
2: have roster until like two weeks before the season started. So,
0: yeah. And, you know, and um, you know, the, the West is still very tight now, especially with some, some clubs picking up points, you know, Monterey, Oakland, the orange County, they've all picked up points in recent matches. Um, And so, yeah, from, from seventh through uh, 13th, there's only a difference of four points right now. So um. Orange County is a club that can be dangerous. You know, we did, uh, we, we have already faced them once this year. That match ended in a 1-1 draw after a stoppage time goal from uh, uh That one was at the lab. This one, of course, going to be out in Orange County. Um, what are you looking for this weekend out of United?
2: Ah, much of the same. Um, I, the midfield has been very good for us lately. I think it's been kind of instrumental in our three wins. Um, you, you mentioned Sam having a little bit of a rough start, but we were able to overcome that. And, uh, I I just hope that I, I, what I'm, what I'm really looking for is, is a clean sheet. Uh, That back line has, uh, I think, I think we've given up eight goals now. Yes, we are best in the league. Eight goals through 12, 11, 11, 11 matches, um, I want that clean sheet. I want to keep that, that good defensive record going. Um, and I, I, if we can keep a clean sheet, I feel pretty good about our chances going out there. It's, it's, we've, we've played orange County three times. I believe Mm
1: -hmm.
2: we have drawn once and lost twice. Uh, no drawn twice. Sorry. And lost once. Um, and we were, if I remember correctly, we were up to nothing in Orange County in 2019 and gave, right, up, yeah. and gave up two goals to, to end up splitting the points there. And so really hope that we can get out to a strong start and hold on, keep that clean sheet. And, and specifically from a tactical standpoint, I want that back line to, to be solid and, and, um, uh, you know, it'd be interesting to see kind of what we end up doing there because we've we've kind of moved to a four at the back the last couple matches and had Tete and Harry
1: mm-hmm.
2: uh, as members of the back line bombing up, which Tete obviously is is back there a lot, but Harry's kind of been the the wing back that has defensive responsibilities but is more of an attacker and. And so it's just an interesting uh, situation. Do you think we see more dev and follow up to that? Well, kind of uh, alongside that, what have your thoughts on Kisaveter been? Side Um, note real quick. Kisaveter is the one that gave Nava the assist. Uh, Or what? Yeah, Kisaveter got the assist on Nava's goal, I should say. Okay. Um,
0: you know, so as far as Dev goes, it's it's a week between matches. I I think there'll be plenty of time for for Nico to rest up. Um, so I don't I don't actually think we'll see a lot of Dev. Um, at least probably not this week. Maybe oh man, maybe next week or the week after once the club's back in town, we'll see Dev a little bit more. Because I mean, looking at the schedule, we've got Orange County, Oakland. RGV I mean Oakland RGV are some are some opportunities I think to get Dev in there get him some get him some time you know again around 30 minutes maybe give or take um but I, I don't see him this weekend against Orange County um I just don't feel like he's physically there yet right. um and I and I think going forward Dev is not going to be an every match guy you know he may be on the bench. But I don't right. see Dev being uh, being that guy, unless like we're in need of like maybe some hold up play up top. You know, I think that's where he's really going to shine. That's where we talked about him before. You know, Dev's mm-hmm. hold up play is really good. Um, I think that's where he really excels. You know, see him in that ten roll sl- hold up the ball. You know, create opportunities for guys like for Nava or Rivas or, or Nico or, or someone. You know, um, as far as Keith Svetter, he's shown the effort that I would that I had hoped to see but it's, it hasn't really resulted in anything yet um at least not to the extent that I was hoping for uh, i like the way he plays i think that he he's, he's he's got a veteran presence and i think he can help some of the younger guys even like even like sergio and guys like them you know understand their roles a little bit better um i think he's someone that nava can really kind of latch on to but um not, not like overly impressed with how he's done. I think, you know, he's, he's coming in and putting in minutes like
2: when he's been needed. And I, I asked these, um, one, I was just curious about dev because we didn't see him in Indy. No, mm-hmm. he didn't, he didn't find the pitch in Indy. Uh, I thought he looked good, uh, in against Phoenix, although it was in the second half against Phoenix's Academy players. Um, I thought he looked aggressive, looked fit. Um, And I personally would love to see him alongside Nico Mm -hmm. uh, starting one of these matches. Uh, I don't, I agree. I agree. I don't think it'd be this one. Uh, I think he needs maybe once a little more reps to, to kind of find his footing there. But um, then I asked Jerome because I was on board with the Jerome trade. Mm -hmm. Uh, I, I feel like it was your headache for ours. And, and we'll, we'll see if, it works out in, in new places. I feel like he has performed good in the limited minutes that he's got. Mm-hmm. But at the Phoenix match, uh, do you know Bill Simmons? Uh, oh, yeah. Um, he refers to himself as the, the body language doctor. Mm-hmm. Uh, he would go to basketball games. He, he loved going to basketball games so he could watch the interactions on the bench and stuff like that. And I've I've always kind of looked at that kind of stuff too. And, and Jerome's body language after that Phoenix match concerned me. He didn't look upset, like mad. He looked sad. Mm-hmm. Like he was obviously happy uh, with the result. And I, you saw him smiling several times. And another thing that caught me was almost everybody player wise had a wife, a girlfriend, a kid, a family member of some kind to go to. And Jerome was by himself a lot after the match. And with somebody who has had struggles, uh, the last couple seasons kind of finding his form, um, if he really hasn't bought into the family mentality here and and I don't think the fans have kind of fully brought him in either because he hasn't really played a whole lot. I'm concerned that he might lose, lose a little bit of that drive Mm -hmm. uh, that that he has shown. So I long story short, I want him to start soon. Um, I think the play has been solid enough that he he could warrant a little more playing time. Maybe start him next to Nico. Um maybe don't plan on playing him a whole whole 90. Just give him something uh see what he can do with it. If he's bad, then okay, he's bad. It happens. Uh the the trade might have just been a our problem was Brian Brown. Now our problem is Jerome Keisvetter. might just be he's just not at that level anymore. But from what I've seen, I think he can get there, and I think he's been solid so far. So I'm very curious to see what happens with our attacking options in this little run of games. Because you mentioned the, the the games that we have left, but so we have Orange County, and then we have a bit of a break—nine uh, days or eleven days. Sorry. Uh, we play again on a Saturday. No, no, here are we? We play again on the fifteenth, which is a week and a half after Orange County, mm-hmm. and then we go a week to Wednesday, and then we go three days to to Saturday, and then we've got a week away at Monterey Bay. So, so you got three games there in the span of of a week, basically, uh, or a week and a half. Maybe maybe RGV at home on a Wednesday night. You get him in there, uh, and you let him work. And maybe Dev and Nico get the start against Oakland. Maybe Keith's veteran and Dev get the start against RGV. Um, I want Nico in there every time, obviously, but I understand that that's not necessarily doable. But I, I, those are just something that, some things that just stuck out at me. The last couple games, the last week or so, that I just wanted to get your opinion on.
0: Yeah, no, it makes sense, you know. And, and Jerome's a guy that um, that I think can still make an impact. Um, and you you mentioned seeing him start alongside Nico. I think as a, I think that would be a great pairing um, because Jerome is one of those guys he's got some really good hold up play we actually saw it against phoenix Mm -hmm. um and so i think that's another area where he can excel like he's not gonna be a guy he's not necessarily gonna burn a whole lot of guys with with pace Mm -hmm. but he's he's gonna be able to hold that ball up he's gonna be able to turn and and take those shots you know like i feel like he's he can still make an impact he just needs a little bit more time on the pitch to really make that impact
2: agreed and i mean you saw you see some of the things that he could do. I mean, we I was trying to figure out who the, the pass was for Navas goal. And when I saw that it was from him, I remembered because I was, I almost went and asked him about it. And, uh, he, that pass was perfect. I mean, just inch perfect and, and just cut the whole back line of Phoenix just out of the play completely. Um, didn't put it in a place where the keeper could, could make a play on it. and, and uh, you see stuff like that. And, and it was from not quite midfield, but, but uh, close to it anyways. And, and you see stuff like that. And I, I think of runs that Nava and Nico and Wehan can make ahead of Kisa veteran moments like that, where two of those guys are going to require a lot of attention. Maybe the third guy can slip in and uh, in a little forgotten spot and, and Jerome could, could and should be able to find him and and that excites me. And so I uh, I think of, of Jerome Nava Wehan Dev and Nico and Preston and Rivas to an extent. I mean that's seven names I just rattled off that up top could be very dangerous against any opponent out there. Yeah. And um I'm worried that that Kisa vetter in particular, if he doesn't get a bone, so to speak, you know, throw him a bone of, of getting a larger chunk of minutes, then we might lose that option because he might check out mentally. Um, And so I, I just really want to see him get in there and get a little more opportunity.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, I get it. And we've talked about it before, you know, we've got, we've got a lot of guys, we we really do, especially in those midfield and forward roles. And, you know, you got Dev back, Amondo's coming back, you know, and we've got some guys that are that are still out with injury right now. I mean, Ilya's still out, um, yeah. you know. So, like, Austin's Suggs. out, Suggs is out, yeah. Um, Josh, I think, is still going to be uh, probably another month. Um, just from what I've heard, um, I d- obviously we don't know exact timelines, we've never g- been given exact timelines by, by the club. But knowing the injury that he sustained, um, I-, I would say another month before we see him come back. I mean, obviously, you don't want to rush him back because you know, um, you know, c- because then injuries happen, you re aggravate them. So, um, well,
2: and I don't think we're in a position where we have to rush anybody back oh, no, not at, all, no. at the moment anyways. I mean, if, if, um, if a Vuku got a got hurt or Tete got hurt or something like that, and uh, maybe the injuries to, to Suggs and Yearwood is, is what changed us to a back four. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure, but uh, I think that with the depth that we have, you hold those guys out, as long as they need Um, and and we can have guys like ratty and Bruce and, and Tete Tete surprised me, but then also didn't surprise me with the way he kind of filled in for yearwood in that, that four at the back system where he was bombing up. I mean, he he's always been really good with the ball at his feet. He's always been a really good one-on-one defender, which is kind of what you need out there on that, in that position that he yearwood, and him have played in the, well, we've never really seen Tete as the, as a bat or a right back or a left back in that four, four, two for whatever you want to, whatever position, formation you want to call it. just, we've, we've always seen him as the other center back in that, in the first season and a half, really. And so watching him play, more of an attacking style while still having to drop back and defend. He looked great doing it. I thought. And so you don't, you don't need Yearwood to be rushed back because you got Tete out there doing a very good job. You don't need to rush Suggs back because you got Bruce or Harry on the other side doing their best impersonation of him. which sometimes I think Harry is even a little more dynamic than Suggs has been um, the last year or so. And so, it's a very good problem to have, and mm-hmm. and uh, I think it sets us up well for the rest of the year if we keep stay in this little groove that we're in.
0: Yeah, no, definitely, definitely in a definitely good a place um, in terms of roster depth. Um, definitely good in a good place in terms of, of talent as well. So, there's a lot of positives that we've been taking away. All, I mean, really, all season long, and and here, you know, seeing after going, you know, basically. You know, I mean, it's we've we've so really we've lost twice in in uh six games or eight two four six seven. Two, we've lost twice in seven games, you know, or, or what or no, eight games. I'm sorry, I apologize. We've lost twice in eight games, and people, and you know, it, for it was funny because you know, we're looking at it, we're like oh, we're, we're winless in five or whatever it is, but now you know, now here we are, you know, you just flip that around and it's like, okay, well, now we're you know were unbeaten in 5. Right. You know. So yeah, it's, you know, still there's been positives from every single match to take away from. And so, yeah, like you said, we're in a really good spot. I like I like what Zach is doing. Um and, and so yeah, there's there's a lot of things to to look forward to, so. Um scoreline predictions for Saturday.
2: Um going to Go out on a limb here. <laughs> I uh, I'm not sick. I'm I, I feel fine, but I am gonna not predict a win. Um, Ooh, and I, I'm actually gonna go one-one. One-one. Okay. All right.
0: I, I mean, I, that's definitely something I could see happen. Um, obviously, we don't wish it to happen. Um, yeah i mean orange county has been coming on they're still not they're trying they're still trying to figure things out i feel like we i feel like we have the better squad right now we have the better we've better rotation i feel like you know our guys are, are flowing a bit better and connecting a bit more um
2: i'm gonna say two dale on the road wow yeah wow I, we've like reversed roles here it's <laughs> <laughs> interesting yeah, I, it is. I just, you know, I, again, I always try to look at it
0: objectively. I feel, you know, we're playing well. We're, we're we're taking advantage of opportunities. I feel like we need to create more opportunities than we did Saturday against Indy.
1: Oh,
2: yeah, for sure.
0: But I, I feel like Orange County is a club that we could go out there and do that with.
2: Yeah. And, and I think Indy, you saw the chance creation kind of disappear. But before that, I mean, even if you take out the Phoenix match, uh, we've had a lot of chances this season. In fact, mm-hmm. I think Indy is, the indie match was our lowest expected goals uh, of the season by a semi-substantial margin, and um, I don't expect that to continue. I just right. don't. I, I I think that does turn around. Uh, I I think that if I had to choose a scoreline to win by, I think it would be two to one. I think we just I think we give up a goal. Mm-hmm. uh to orange county and and um I, I think they have a little bit more confidence than the first time we played them um i think they have a little bit of confidence against us um ha- us having not been able to beat them even if it is three years ago that now we we played them the majority of the times and and so uh, i um i have faith in our team and i think we are playing very well it's more of a courtesy to playing on the road in orange county that i that i say the one one draw all right I mean, it makes sense you know I, i'm not gonna
0: argue with it i'm not gonna you know say oh you're gonna be wrong i can't wait for you to be wrong i'm not gonna say any of that um you're thinking it though <laughs> um but no i mean it, it's hard no matter what league you're in it's always hard to go and play on the road um, and yeah, Orange County is a place that we haven't done particularly. We haven't finished matches well. Um, but
2: well, we've only and, played there once. Yeah.
0: And but, you uh, know, this is, this is a, we're a better club than we were in 2019.
2: Oh, by far. And Especially
0: I actually like defensively. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And that's why, that's why I have faith, you know, we're best in the league in, in goals conceded. We are, uh, around, we're tied for fourth in in clean sheets. We've we've conceded very few fouls. We're um, we're comp- like fifty fouls fewer than the top of the league. So, you know, we're doing well. We, we're I think we're a lot more uh, controlled, a lot more uh, decisive, and and how we want to play. So I think all of those things are going to come into play in, in every single match we for the rest of the season. Fuck it, two one.
2: There you go. <laughs> I I I can't help but look back and and I kind of was going through our schedule just a little bit in the games that we've played and and you look at you know you start off against Vegas look really good go to El Paso look really good mm-hmm. give up two late goals one against Orange County one against Oakland if one or both of those wins stick. I think you're feeling a lot differently about the season so far. Mm-hmm. Not just because it would give us two extra points, but but you look at the the rough stretch that we had, and it was late goal against Orange County, late goal against Oakland, kicked the crap out of Las Vegas Legends, which doesn't really count, lose to Phoenix one nothing in league play, in a game that we thoroughly outplayed them
1: mm-hmm.
2: and just had to keep her stand on his head. Lose in the third round of the open cup to Phoenix in a match that I wouldn't say we thoroughly outplayed them, but it was close. I, I feel like we outplayed them just not, it wasn't like the, the Saturday match. Yeah. And then lose to San Antonio in a, in a game that I felt like was even if not, we were ahead there. And then you get into the a nil nil draw at Sacramento, okay result. Come from behind draw at San Diego. I'm happy with that, uh, even though it was at home. Go to Charleston, get two points. Destroy Phoenix's Academy, which it's it's like the the saying in in uh, in basketball or any other sport really. You only you play what's on the schedule and and a good team destroys that academy team. Had we gone in and won two nothing, I'm still happy about it, but we did what we should have done to that Phoenix team and we destroyed them. And then we beat Indy on the road. I I feel like we've been outplayed maybe twice all season, if that. Mm. Yeah, yeah, no, I I agree.
0: You know, it's been a uh... Yeah, it, it's been very rare for us to not have a solid performance this season. And, you know, yeah. The, I, yeah, I, it, just seeing the way some people are on social media, you know, like you said, if, if some of those are, uh, if some of those ones are different, or some of those outcomes are different, then yeah, we don't see anywhere near uh, the level of disbelief, you know? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Agreed. And, and I mean, I, 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 for one was, was one of the ones that wasn't freaking out calling for Prince's job already or anything like that, but did, I was worried that it felt like the same old United team. And so, mm-hmm. um, and, and it feels weird. Like we talked about the match before Phoenix feels ages ago. Uh, the season just kind of feels like it's, it's been really spread out and, and it's hard to believe that, you know, those Phoenix matches in Phoenix were a month ago or mm-hmm. a little over a month ago, I guess. So I, uh, it's just kind of, kind of strange there. And, but now thinking about it now and looking back and, and really, really coming to terms with the fact that we are a very good team, which I thought at the beginning of the year and looking at the results and seeing like that, I'll, I'll change to two to one. And, um, uh, and I think that we have a pretty good chance of coming there coming out of there with at least a point, yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. so
0: all right, I think that's gonna do it for this week. Uh, a lot of great
2: conversation. Jacob, go and get us out of here. yeah, the game's at seven on Saturday here. It is, yeah, that's interesting i've I very much like that. um yeah, thanks uh kind of a quiet chat except for Earl talking about flamingos uh and tito there for a brief second but um uh, i appreciate everybody out there uh tune in next tuesday hopefully it's a full house again uh maybe we can find a guest to put on uh in fact i you you made a face so we'll see we'll see what hey, you man. have up your sleeve over I there i thought we
0: might i thought we might have one tonight but um i'm gonna that's question number two i gotta ask david so okay
2: uh so i i I hope you guys tune in. We'll, we'll be better about putting out on social media uh, that we're we're going to be recording and and um, I just I loved love being able to talk about a win. Maybe it's uh, three points is is really good no matter how it comes, even if it comes from a uh, Meshach Jerome uh, brain fart. Uh, I will take it. So hopefully we can talk about some good goals next week and and three more points at least or at. Um, at least one more three more preferably so uh until next week at nine you've been listening to somos
0: your source for the latest news and notes on new mexico united the usl and the new mexico runners all of our shows are recorded live on tuesday nights and are streamed on our youtube facebook and twitter pages an audio only version of the show goes live later in the week on all major podcast platforms Our show is written and produced by Seth Bidoff, Jacob Terrell, and Earl Nieto, and is edited by Seth. All episodes are recorded and edited using StreamYard and Audacity.